Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello, and welcome to First Pages Readings, Episode 20. And thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three books of poetry. Let's get started. Today's first book is Poems New and Collected by Vitswaba Shimborska. This poet speaks to us from the past and from the future, and with irony she builds a world for us to inhabit. A world of wonder and the remarkable live within the pages of this book. The first page of Poems New and Collected. I'm working on the world. I'm working on the world, revised, improved edition, featuring fun for fools, blues for brooders, combs for bald pates, tricks for old dogs. Here's one chapter, the speech of animals and plants. Each species comes, of course, with its own dictionary. Even a simple, hi there, when traded with a fish, makes both the fish and you feel quite extraordinary. The long-suspected meanings of rustlings, chirps and growls, soliloquies of forests, the epic hoots of owls, those crafty hedgehogs drafting aphorisms after dark, while we blindly believe they're sleeping in the park. Time, Chapter 2, retains its sacred right to meddle in each earthly affair. Still, time's unbounded power that makes a mountain crumble, moves seas, rotates a star, won't be enough to tear lovers apart. They are too naked, too embraced, too much like timid sparrows. Today's second book is Hinge and Sign by Heather McHugh. With language that sings, this book gives us tools to see the far-off, the underwater, the otherwise unknown. It's playful, it's wise, it's unforgettable. The first page of Hinge and Sign what he thought. We were supposed to do a job in Italy, and full of our feeling for ourselves, our sense of being poets from America, we went from Rome to Fano, met the mayor, mulled a couple matters over, what's cheap date, they asked us, what's flat drink. Among Italian literati, we could recognize our counterparts, the academic, the apologist, the arrogant, the amorous, the brazen, and the glib. And there was one administrator, the conservative, in suit a regulation gray, who, like a good tour guide, with measured pace and uninflected tone, narrated sights and histories the hired van hauled us past. Of all, he was most politic and least poetic, so it seemed. Our last few days in Rome, when all but three of the New World bards had flown, I found a book of poems this unprepossessing one had written. It was there, in the pension room, a room he'd recommended, where it must have been abandoned by the German visitor. Was there a bus of them? To whom he had inscribed and dated it a month before. I couldn't read Italian either, so I put the book back into the wardrobe's dark. We last Americans were due to leave tomorrow. For our parting evening, then, our host chose something in a family restaurant. And there we sat and chatted, sat and chewed till, sensible it was our last big chance to be poetic, make our mark, one of us asked, 
What's Poetry? Today's third book is Reign of Snakes by Robert Wrigley. This book of poems is like a field of seeds maturing and flowering in our minds. The book speaks to our inner and natural worlds as they dance together and move toward understanding. The first page of Reign of Snakes. The Afterlife. Spring and the first full crop of dandelions gone to smoke. The lawn lumpish with goldfinches, hunched in their fluffs, fattened by seed. A light in the wind-bared peduncular forest. Little bells, they loop and dive, bend the delicate birch branches down. I would enter the sky through the soil myself, sing up the snail bowers and go on the lamb with the roots. Licked by filaments, I would lie, a billion love mouths to suckle and feed. Where the river will be next week, a puddle, two trout go savagely dying in. Notice the bland Darwinian sand, bone rack and tree skin, the ground down moon bowls of mussels, viral stones dividing like mold. At twelve, I buried the frog because it was dead, and dug it up because I'd been dreaming. A fish-belly light, a lowly chirped chorus of amens. I thought my nights might smell of hell. Bland, humdrum, quotidian guilt. If I've killed one frog, I've killed two. Saint rot and the sacraments of maggots. Knowing is humus and sustenance is sex. It accrues and accrues, it stews, tumorous with delight. Tomorrow's a shovelful, the spit of the cosmos. One day the baby's breath is no longer a rose. If you liked listening to this episode, please leave a review and tell me what you think.